Matthew. Does everybody know where that's at in your Bible? Matthew 21. Maybe I can preach that message and maybe I can't. One thing for sure, I'm going to let God have his way. Hopefully you will also. Matthew 21, beginning in verse number 1. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, were come to Bethpage unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ice tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, you shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell you the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ice, and a colt, the foal of an ice. And the disciples went. And did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ice and the coal, and put on them their clothes. And they set him there home, and a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees, and strong them in the way. And the multitude that went before, and that followed, cried, saying, Hosanna! To the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come into Jerusalem. All the city was moved. Saying who is this? And the multitude said this is Jesus. The prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Jesus went into the temple of God. And cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the blind, notice this, and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying in the temple and said, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased and said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said unto them, Yea, notice this, ye have, notice this what he said, ye have ye never read out of the mouths of babes and suckling thou hast perfected praise. Brother Chris, ask the blessing. Yes, Lord. Grant it, Lord. Please, Lord. Amen, amen. Verse 16 there says, And he said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? Jesus said unto them, Ye have ye never read, Out of the mouths of babes and suckling thou hast perfected praise. 
We talked some this morning about perfecting praise. God was in the house perfecting the praise this morning. God was able to speak to his children and his children responded. Amen. That's perfect praise. When God moves and God's anointing is upon a person and they move under the spirit of the Holy Ghost, that's perfection of praise right there. Whether it's tears, whether it's joy, whether it's running, whether it's just shouting, or maybe just crying or in an altar of prayer, that's perfect praise unto the Lord. When we see that we are moved by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is in us and we're allowing him full control. In the book of Luke tonight, chapter number 18, verse number 43, and immediately he received his sight and followed him glorifying God and all the people when they saw it gave praise unto God. When you see it, you begin to praise him. When you truly see it, you begin to praise him. Now, it didn't happen to them. It happened to him, and they still praised him. Amen. A lot of people can only praise God when it's happening to them. I I tell you what, I praise God when I see it happening to you. Amen. When it begins to move in the church like a wildfire, and people begin to respond, I see it, and others see it, and our children see it. And as long as they see it, it'll continue to carry on. But when the church gets so dry that praise is not common, amen, then we're teaching the children not to praise the Lord. That it's something that we come to the house of God and and listen, God help us to realize the house of God ought to be a, a house of joy. Amen. A house of joy. It shouldn't be a burden to come to the house of God. It shouldn't be a burden for us to give praise unto the Lord. Amen. In chapter number 19 there in Luke, in verse number 37, the word of God said, And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to what? Rejoice and praise God. With what? A loud voice (laughs) for all the mighty works that they had what? Seen. Have you seen God do anything in the house of God? (laughs) Why ain't we vocal about it? Why don't we praise him about it? We've been praying for healing and I expect to see it. I really do. We've been praying for souls. And we've been seeing souls come to the Lord and been baptized. Why haven't we praised him for that already? When's the last time you just got joy down in your heart? Because somebody come to the house of God. We see it, but sometimes we just don't praise him enough for it, do we? I just wonder (laughs) how many biscuits you would get if you quit praising mama for the biscuits. Hello? Boy, that hit home. I got everybody quiet. You brag on them biscuits because you want another one. Say amen right there. Isn't that why we praise the Lord? We want another blessing from God. We want God to come and see it where we can see it. But what about the things that we haven't seen that God's blessed us with anyway? 
Amen. What about the things that, that's happened and we didn't even get to see it, but maybe we saw the results of it. Amen. Listen, they ain't got to get saved here for me to shout. You only shout when they get saved here? Oh, I forgot you only shout when it's yours. Yeah, that's a typical Baptist right there, isn't it? We only shout and get excited when it's me and my four no more, right? I'll tell you what, I get excited just being at the house of God and seeing people there, period. Amen. And if they happen to shout a little bit, Boy, that's more icing on the cake. If they use the altar, that's icing on the cake. Why? I can see it. I can see the Holy Ghost moving and the praise should be common to his children. Say amen. Is it common for you to praise the Lord? I'll let you judge yourself. Amen. I'll never forget going to Beaver Down Free Will Baptist Church and went into Sunday school that morning. You've heard me tell it many times. And he gave us 10 things that we should do and 10 things that we should not do. And he said, judge yourself. Go down through there and the very last question said, how many did you lie on? Right? You know, there's a lot of things we should be doing that we don't do. Amen. We, we want to focus on maybe the things that we have done that we shouldn't have done. But there's a lot of things we should be doing that we haven't done. And praise is one of them. Amen. In the book of John, chapter number 9, verse number 16, I tried to line them up where you could get to them. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How? Notice this. How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? There was a division among them. Even seeing, some won't believe. Even seeing, some will not believe. Isn't it funny that these folks, the Pharisees, were splitting hairs and said, well, he ain't even keeping the Sabbath. He's healing people. He's healing people. He's healing people at church. What a better place to get healed than at church. <laughs> Are you with me? Stay with me. Don't let me lose you. They said unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him that he hath opened thy eyes? He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind. Why, this guy wasn't blind. He's faking to start with. Boy, it's quiet. I'm teaching you when he gets that quiet. How many times have we doubted? Hey, when I got saved, there's a crowd said it won't last two weeks. Yeah, that's what they said. It won't last two weeks. What were they doing? They were seeing, but they wasn't believing. And they're asking the blind man. <laughs> Are you with me? Stay with me. <laughs> that he had been blind and received his sight until they call the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked them saying, is this your son? 
No, he's a twin, right? Who you say, who you say was born blind? I mean, come on, church folk. How then doth he now see? <laughs> you ain't got it yet, you'll get it. His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son. I mean, they made that pretty plain, didn't they? And that he was born blind. All right, we got that settled, right? (laughs) But by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age, ask him. He shall speak for himself. Let me ask you a question tonight. What would it take for you to believe? What would you have to see to believe? That praise, I'm preaching on praise tonight. What would you have to see before you truly begin to praise God from the bottom of your heart? Mm-mm. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already. Church, have you already made up your mind that no matter what happens, you're not going to praise God? Have you made up your mind no matter how many miracles is done in the house of God, you're not going to shout? You're not going to wave your hand. You're not going to shed a tear. You're not going to use the altar. You're not going to run. Have you done made up your mind on those things? That's what it sounds like the Jews have done, ain't it? That if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be what? Put out of the synagogue. I'll tell you something. That's what our government's trying to do right now. Put us out. They don't want this power. They don't want the Holy Ghost. They don't want free thinkers. Mm. Therefore said his parents, he is of age, ask him. Then again, notice this, call they the man that was blind and said unto him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. Now listen, he answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. I I like the scripture. I hope you like it. (laughs) Are you seeing anything yet? Hold on with me. I'm going to have a running fit. Then said they to him again, What did he to thee? How openeth he thine eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you did not hear. Wherefore would you hear it again? Will you also be his disciples? <laughs> then they reviled him and said, Thou art his disciple. Is that calling him a holy roller? Is that calling him a Christian? <laughs> are you with me? Say Amen. But we are Moses' disciples. I'm going to help somebody or kill your graveyard dead. 
if all you have is free will Baptist religion, you're as lost as a goose. If you think the free will Baptist is the only folks going to heaven, your thinking ain't right. For the word said, all that call upon the name of Jesus. Not all the free will Baptists have called upon the name of Jesus. There's some sitting in free will churches that's going to go to hell. Amen. <laughs> now listen to what they're saying. We know that God spake unto Moses as for this fella. What do you think of Jesus tonight? Is he just a fella? As for this fella. Now hold on a minute. I could get excited if he was a one-eyed monkey. You say, why, preacher? He healed this man regardless of what he is and who he is. This man was healed. Ain't that enough to shout about? But see, the church folk, we're talking about church folk here doing this. We're talking about church folk that (laughs) don't matter what God does, they ain't going to have church. Hold on, man, I got to do something. Is that all you ever see in the message? You're looking at the wrong part. This is the part doing the talking. If this is all you ever see in the message, you need to get right with God. These folks, that's all they see. Why, he's got to be a sinner doing this on on the Sabbath. He's got to be a sinner. (laughs) We know that God spake unto Moses. Let me ask you a question. How did they know God spoke to Moses? Moses had been dead a long time. It's what they believed, wasn't it? It's what they had faith in. If God saved, healed, and restored somebody, would you have that kind of faith? I'm talking about praising the Lord for what he's already done for us. I'm talking about giving him praise if he never does one other thing In this church, we ought to praise him for what he's already done. But this church folk, they're trying to look for a reason not to praise the name of Jesus. You see, they don't want to lift him up. They are Moses' disciples, right? (laughs) The man... The man answered and said unto them, Why herein is a marvelous thing that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. Now we know that God heareth not sinners. He put that pretty plain to them, didn't he? He's saying that Jesus said, God the Father, God the Son, heal this guy. Now he's telling the church folk, you know God don't hear sinners. 
if he is a sinner, I'd still be blind. That's what he's saying. If Jesus was a sinner, I'd still be blind. And he said, you know that. (laughs) How many of us know we ought to praise the Lord? (laughs) But if any man be a worshiper of God, and doeth his will, him he heareth. Boy, he's getting down to the rubber on the road there, ain't he? He's saying, all right, you hypocritic church folk. If God don't hear sinners, how come I'm healed? And you're saying this man's a sinner, but yet I'm healed. Are you with me? Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. They answered and said unto him, Thou wast altogether born in sin, and doest thou teach us? And they cast him out. Church. Let me remind you of the scripture that's in your Bible tonight. And the Bible said, even though one rose from the dead, they will not believe. Even though one rose from the dead, they will not believe. What is he saying? You can see it and you still won't believe it. Ain't that what he's trying to say here? That, listen, if you're going to praise him, praise him. God don't hear sinners. Hello? Sinner friend, I want you to hear me tonight. God don't hear your prayer because you're a sinner. The only prayer he'll ever hear from a sinner is a repentance prayer. Then you become a son of God and he begins to hear your cries. You can cry all you want to, but that don't mean he's listening. He's waiting for you to say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Church, we ought to praise him tonight because... Our name is written there in the Lamb's book of life. John chapter 12, verse number 37. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. That the saying of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who hath believed our report? And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe because that Isaiah said again, He hath blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts that they should not see and their eyes, notice this, with their eyes, nor understand with their heart and be converted and I should heal them. Have you hardened your heart against the truth? They saw, they heard, but they still didn't believe. If somebody come in here blind and left here seeing, would you believe it? Let me help you. Those that come and get saved, they were dead. Now they're alive. And sometimes we won't even believe that. Amen. What are you praising him for? I'm going to praise him because my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's what I'm going to praise him for. Are you with me? Turn with me in the book of Romans. Romans chapter number 2. 
Are you there? Maybe. Verse 29. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly in circumcision that is of the heart in the spirit and not in letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. This may hurt. I'm trying to be delicate in this message. Are you one of those that can only praise him when the house full? Because you want to be seen? You want to be heard? And you want somebody to run off and say, boy, he's really spiritual. If that's the reason that you do those things, that's all the praise you'll ever get. And by the way, you're not giving God any praise. You're just getting glory for yourself. And if the only reason that you get give praise is to get praise, it won't work, friend. Some of the greatest times I've ever had is just me and God. Some of the most powerful times I've ever had was just me and God. I was telling somebody this week, I started down to Polly Spouts one morning and got happy. I drove plumb to Rolfton before I realized it. I was in a dump truck. Me and God was in the cow bar together and it got rich and sweet I wasn't thinking about where I was going. I was thinking about who I was praising. And it got rich in that old truck, and I began to praise God. And when I come to myself, I was in Rolfton. Another time, we went, matter of fact, to have the pews for the little church, and me and a brother got to praising God, and I drove through Rolfton and never seen a single red light. And my son behind me blowing the horn the whole time. We got up here. He said, Daddy, did you not see them red lights? I said, what red lights are you talking about? Daddy, you run every red light in Rolfton. I said, I didn't even see us go through Rolfton. Is that the way you praise the Lord or is it just so men will see? That's the wrong kind of praise. Now, when you hear this old preacher say, I'm fixing to have a benefit. Hey, it's going to benefit me. I don't care what it does for you. Me and God get together. It's going to benefit me and it's going to glorify God. Hey, and if you like it, that's all right. If you don't like it, I'm sorry for you. You just need a piece of the pie that I've got and you'll enjoy it more. Church, why do we praise the Lord? We praise him because our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Not that we feel like it. Amen. And you should every once in a while feel like it. (laughs) Well, that didn't go over too well. Romans chapter 2 verse 29 said, But he is a Jew which is one inwardly and circumcision in that of the heart, in the spirit and not in letter, whose praise is not of men but of God. Are you with me? Say amen. Now think about this in Romans 13 and 1, and you should know Romans 13 and 1. For those that don't know, that's your church's verse. 
Let every soul be subject unto the higher power, for there is no power but of God. The power that be are ordained of God. Are you with me? Say amen. Listen. Every soul be subject unto a higher power. If God's in control of you, praise ought to come from you. I said, if God's in control of you, praise ought to come from you. And it doesn't matter. It's just because you love God and you know God loves you. Praise should come from his people to glorify his name. Are you there? But sometimes we resist it, don't we? Let me ask you a serious question tonight. How many has rejected God's power when it comes and speaks to your heart? He'll say, child, won't you raise your hand? That's the hardest thing in the world to do, ain't it? Child, why don't you shout? You do everything but shout. Why do we reject that kind of praise when the Holy Spirit comes by? You know, somebody might be sitting right across the church from you saying, well, if somebody will shout, I'll go get saved. And there you are holding the key and you won't shout. (laughs) Now, I'll be honest with you, and, and my preacher brothers will back me up on this. I've shouted in places where I thought they'd fall over dead when I shouted. I've shouted in places when everybody there looked like a lizard. Slowly turn the head, wondering what in the world is he doing? Tongue running out, popping bubble gum or whatever. Praising God in the house of God should come from the people of God. And it should be a common thing, but usually not. Are you with me? (laughs) Aren't you glad there is a God? Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Let me close the message tonight, and I'm not finished with the story, but let me close the message. Think on this thing just a little bit. God comes by in a service and he wants you to praise him. Maybe it's something that you're not used to. Maybe God wants you to ring the bell or shout or raise your hand or cry or pray. And you're not really accustomed to doing that on a regular basis. And you resist it. You resist it and and the next week the Holy Spirit comes by and says the same thing. Why don't you just praise me a little bit? And you resist him again. Then the church is slapped full and you're saying, God put it on me now. And it don't come. It don't come. You're as dead and dry. And we wonder, 
Well, what's wrong? Stay with me. I'm getting to a point here. Well, his preaching wasn't no good. No, it didn't have anything to do with the preaching. Well, they just didn't sing the right songs that moved me. There wasn't nothing about the songs. It's because you had resisted God and kept resisting God. And God said, why would I waste my time going by his pew? He ain't going to shout. He ain't going to praise me. He ain't going to ever do nothing. And then we begin to wonder, why ain't the Lord been by? Well, he come by. Remember the story? In a boat, in a helicopter. Does everybody remember that story? And he drowned How many times and how many ways has God got to come by for you to praise him? (laughs) Old brother Vernon Powell is a great example of God's children. One time at Trinity Hill, brother Vernon just took off running. Somebody had went to the altar. I don't even remember who. Doesn't matter. I thought it's some of Vernon's kinfolk. I mean, the way he was cutting the rusty, I thought, man, that must be one of his children or something. Maybe it's his brother or something. He finally got settled down and sat down beside of me. I said, Vernon, do you know them folks? No. You don't know who they are, Vernon? No, I don't know them. Vernon, what are you doing shouting? I mean, I was young in the Lord. I wanted to know. He said, I got to thinking that might be the last one and we get to go home. And he left again. <laughs> he got to thinking about it again and went to running again. That's the way we ought to be. Somebody is going to walk down the aisle one day and God's going to say, that's enough. Get my children. In a moment, a twinkling of an eye, we'll be changed. Wouldn't you hate to stand before God and the very last thing you've done was resist the Holy Ghost? Remember the old big boy I told you about down there in the play, The Rapture? They were standing at the entrance to heaven. This boy had just got saved in a bowling alley. And they were looking through the book to find his name. And the big guy grabs his collar and says, You might order to look under recent entries. <laughs> he had just got saved a split second before the rapture. If you're saved, where's your praise? And if you're lost, your praise is in vain anyway. You need to be born again. I want to encourage you as an individual to listen to the Holy Spirit of God as He speaks in every service. I want to say something. I hope you take it to heart. God speaks in every single service. I don't care how sorry the preacher is or how much you like him or don't like him. It's all about that word. It ain't the messenger, it's the word. You want me to deal with that? Let me deal with that just a second. If God can use ice, 
a whale, a chicken, surely God can use you. Hello, you remember them in the Bible? God used every one of those that brought him glory. Balaam's ass wouldn't take a step because he saw something that the rider did not see. You ever been in the service and you saw things that nobody else saw? Yeah. I've been by the bedside of people leaving this world and they call out family members that they were talking to. My daddy's oldest brother, Uncle Don, been in a coma six months and he woke up. Set up and eat supper, talk to his children. His mother had been dead over 25 years. And he just out of the blue said, well, there's mama. And the next word was, well, there's Jesus. And he left this world. See, he was seeing things that nobody else could see. I had another great uncle He was 93. He said, Lord, I've outlived everybody I know. I want to go home. Uncle Joe Crane was there with Uncle Jim, and he was in the hospital just having a checkup. And Jim said, Joe, do you hear that beautiful music? And Joe said, no, Jim, I don't hear it. He said, Joe, do you see them beautiful people? And he done his hand like that and left this world. See, he was seeing things, that, hearing things that Joe couldn't hear because Joe wasn't leaving. Those are not the only two that I could mention to you tonight. Brother Vernon's daddy, matter of fact, on his knees beside his bed, and the last words he said is, there's Jesus as he left this world. And you wonder why I can praise him tonight because I know my name's written there in the Lamb's book of life. It's my duty as his child that says, Lord, I love you, and I can see things that maybe others can't see, and it's only for me. You ever get in a service and you say, Lord, just let me have a service today? That ain't selfish. Because if you have a service, I'm going to have a service If you have a fit, I'm going to have a fit. Why? Because I'm going to share in it. I'm going to enjoy it. Why? Praise ought to be common in the house of God. Especially in the children of God. Now let me finish the tale on this. Seems like we've allowed the world to rob us of the praise. If you don't believe it, go to a rock concert. I don't know what it costs to go to a race anymore, but back when I was young, single, it was expensive then, so I know it's astronomical now. And I seen them holler till they couldn't holler another lick because they were winning. And they keep saying, we're winning. Well, you ain't even in the race. How are you winning? That ain't your car. That ain't your money. Won't be your trophy, but you're willing to shout. Then we come to the house of God and they say, Oh, you have to reverence. 
You, you must be dignified, preacher. Get out of my way. I'm going to shout a while. I'm going to praise the Lord. And if it unnerves you, you need to get right with God. For God's people ought to have a what kind of voice? Loud voice. The church has been silent too long. Let us stand. The invitation is this tonight. Do you feel like your praise has been sufficient? And the Lord's totally happy with your praise. If not, come and repent tonight. Come and say, Lord, I realize I've come short in my praise. I realize, Lord, that you've given me more than I thanked you for. You've blessed me more than I praised you for. Lord, I've enjoyed the goodness of God without even thanking you. Come to the altar of prayer tonight. And just ask God, God, are you satisfied with my praise If not, show me, Lord. Let me praise you even more. Maybe you've been absent from the praise team for a while. Maybe you haven't minded God lately. Just mind him right now. Would you do that? Father, I thank you for the privilege to stand here tonight and preach the word of God to your children. Thank you, Father, for the response of people that have come and that are praying. Lord, we want to get our praise right, therefore we must be right. Lord, we got to be holy as you're holy, that praise would be common, and not be a hypocrite about it, not a showboat. Lord, I'm not showing off to show the world, I'm just worshiping and praising God for his love, for his mercy, Lord, that he saved me from hell. I don't have to go there. Lord, I know that my praise has not been all it should be. God, help me. Help me to grow in that. That, Lord, that my praise would be common to me. Lord, it would flow like a river from the souls, Lord, of your children to the worshiping in the church to the praise and glory of God. That we'd lift up the name of Jesus and he would bless us with his holy presence. Thank you, Lord, for my people, a people of worship, a people of praise, a people that's not afraid for the Holy Ghost to move in them, through them, and for them. And Blessed be the name of the Lord now and forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray and ask it. Amen. Amen.